really figured out that fast that I did a recording last week, but that's how it happens when you're to go mode that you really don't know what's going on until you are doing it. But we are at our traditional point of doing our, our daily walk and um yeah, we got a weekly well we're doing a walks daily but the the recordings have been weekly. So let's let's hop on into it, man. It's, it's, it's gonna be noticeable on my end. On you all's end it won't mean jack squat, but pretty late walking this morning. Um I don't know if my routine is but my body has already hit daylight savings time unknowingly. But what it is, since granted we fall back, so we're supposed to gain an hour. But it's a scientific fact that you really don't notice the hour. Um, many people don't even take advantage of that hour as they should, but that's another topic for another day. Um, so we're in the semi countdown for one of my first flights in over 20 years, a little, little excited, well, pretty excited, a little nervous, but I think it should be fun. It'll definitely be an experience for the books and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. A few days away from homecoming. You all probably won't hear this podcast until after homecoming, but you know, I think if if I got things set the way I want to, then I'm likely going to kind of do a a buffer of a podcast between um, homecoming and Afrotech. Thinking about it and realizing the process because I've never taken a flight before in a while. Um, I'm probably going to have a carry-on, but not trying to carry a whole lot of crap because... To be fair, traveling to getting getting your items in a car and traveling to MAGFest versus putting your things on a flight to get them safely from one place to another, two different, uh, two separate entities to say the least. So I don't want to by far do anything that could affect me not being able to go or whatever the case may be. So definitely going to have to do some minimalist packing, which shouldn't be that hard, but just do kind of my own research on that level. Um, 
I don't want to whisk over homecoming because this year I'm a lot more prepared, even with only being a few days away. But um should be fun. Should be exciting, especially with it being on a Saturday and me kinda of having my I'm off on Saturday thing going on that my boy and I we joke about it all the time. So looking forward to that. Um what else is up? I'm close to, but I haven't fully committed to, I think I'm doing it, probably going to do it today and just get it over with, but I'm looking at getting the iPhone 15 Pro Max, Um, did some some research, kind of found what can work, and I've had I've had my twelve I've been in the twelve family now for well over two years and definitely time for an upgrade. Um one of the and I can't speak to anybody else's phone that does this, but one of the noticeable differences that I've had with my phone is whenever I wirelessly charge it and this could be an update this could mean this could be ios thing i don't know but when charging my phone using like a magsafe charger or a wireless charger as soon as i sit it against the charger let's say i'm playing music the music will kind of pause or video will kind of pause or stop and then continue playing. So I don't know what that is or what that means. I'm not sure if it was if it's a bug. Couldn't tell you. But I'm sharing that only just on the simple fact that it is one of my current experiences with the twelve. That I'm not the biggest fan of. I think every time I walk, I end up getting mad with a, with a plane. It's a proven fact when I, I'm like, if I'm just doing my regular walk with no recording, nothing. If I'm like, oh, I'm going to do the recording, I'll get my favorite background noise. Um, this week has been and will consistently be study time for this product owner, product management certification. Um, did a pretty good amount of studying yesterday, just getting some notes and getting some information down. Um, the key ingredient is retention. And I'll just leave it at that. I shared this on a TikTok video, which I happen to post on Instagram, but I'll I'll kind of I'll give context and then kind of explain where I'm going with this. Even with me being an Apple slash iOS guy, majority of my 
tech commit is to Google, preferably a Google suite. And why that's such a big deal is because I literally found myself using um, Gmail, Google Calendar. When I was in school a few years ago, Google Tasks was my saving grace. I still remember sitting with one of my friends. We went to City Beach one day, and he had to kind of get me back on on track, remember my purpose, remember my why, stuff like that. And it led to me realizing that I need to go back to the things that worked. And one of those things that worked was writing out tasks and planning and structure. Who would have who, thought it? But I say all of that to say that there's going to be a small yet noticeable modification. And I have to be on my P's and Q's with this. And that is, yes, I'm still going to use email. Yes, I'm still going to use Google Calendar. But um, and I'm still going to use Google Keep. Between between Google Keep and I would say Notion, because I think Notion is more structured than Google Keep, in my opinion. Like, Google Keep is a, hey, let me jot this quick note down. Notion is more places to really get active with what you're sharing, what you're working on. It can cause... It can cause what I'm calling organization overstimulation where you can have things organized in different places but also making sure everything cross-references each other which could work but also could be very challenging if you're doing too much of it. So I will stick with those three or four Gmail, Google Calendar, and um, Google Keep, and in the cut, Notion. For years, because they did it right, I was on Evernote. I was on a huge Evernote kick. There was really nothing getting me away from Evernote. Like I tried whatever Google Keep was for before, I tried that. It was like a note-taking option didn't really work out went right back to Evernote lived in Evernote like lived and loved Evernote to the core and Evernote started Evernoting of kind of throwing everything behind a paywall for instance if you wanted to let's say listen to um, if you wanted to access your notes from more than one device. Like I think they gave the two devices they gave you were any mobile device 
and the web, and that was it. And for my usage, it was the web, mobile, like mobile phone, and tablet. And that just didn't work. So I pretty much broke away from that. And then went to found Ocean to be a much more happier home. Um, and finally, I know I, I've kind of dodged it, but I feel like Google Tasks could work. But I feel more compelled to use um, to use Things 3. I think Things 3 has been... I've been kind of in the Things 3 bucket for a few years, about at least a year. Um, people have every right to dislike it for one simple reason, and that is it is part of the dreaded iOS system. But as I've mentioned before, it's it's a developer's job to make their product be likable to who it's intended for. Case in point, there are a lot of apps and or programs that are on Android that you cannot get on Apple. They're literally exclusive iOS applications. I mean, they're, they're exclusive Android applications. Many people don't know that. And many people don't care to know that. That's for most folks at the end of the day. It's, I need to get to what I need to get to for my purpose or for my benefit. Um, and we had this conversation at work yesterday. And I was saying, I, I don't, I'm not like, it's so funny because I'm not an Apple fanboy. But I'm a Apple purist, if you will, because if Apple do something right, I'll say, hey, they, they do this right. And if Apple ain't hitting the mark, I'll say they not hitting the mark. I always will be that person who doesn't mind being realistic and being bluntly honest about how they could have got it right. Especially with the iPhone 15, because in my opinion, not even a developer's perspective, from a from a designing perspective, Apple could have implemented everything that they're doing now in 14. What I think they did is. They tested everything that they could through 14. Some things worked, some things didn't. And they made changes for 14. Everyone has like, <clears throat> been up in arms about, oh, iPhone finally has USB-C iPhone finally has USB-C because iPhone can't avoid the full market. The full market is you got to be able to get your product 
to move outside of the U.S. And what that means for them is they got to make sure it's selling in Europe, in those other countries that they offer not just phones, but also service. My boy said this on his podcast, and we were talking about this yesterday at work. Apple is known to be one of the first multi, if not one of the trillion dollar companies. Uh, Tim Cook's net worth, we will not really get the, the true net worth in my opinion, but I digress. All of that being said, this man will have people. Now, it's not gotten as bad as it used to be. Let me be 100% clear. There was one time people would buy the phones. As a matter of fact, I won't even say buy the phones. They will wait in lines for days to get these phones. That's how bad it was at one time. It was almost like it was almost like a midnight release. Think of a midnight release for a shoe, a video game, and a phone all happening at the same time. And the million dollar question is, which one is more important to you? And you saw how what was important. But instead of doing midnight releases, Apple said, okay, we'll get them a different way. We will push the product so that you can buy it online or you can go to your carrier and order it and have it either picked up that same day or you could go to... You can have, go to the carrier, put in an order, and I'll have it delivered to you by a specific date based on when they're available. And people do and have taken advantage of that. But the point that I'm really wanting to make with this part of the recording, and then I'm getting ready to wrap it up, is Apple will push the product. Like, hey, the new iPhone 95 is out. Great. iPhone 15 just came out. iPhone 15 comes out. Many users get early dibs on these phones. And they'll do teardowns. They will do the craziest teardowns. And I, again, I'm, take, I'm giving, taking no credit for this. I will be sure to tag Nashawn's podcast on my podcast for this. I'm not, I can't mark my recording from my phone, but I will do that once I get uh, settled in and everything. But literally, um, like I've seen people where they would buy the iPhone 15. And I saw a video that did this a couple, about a week or so ago. They bought the iPhone 15, used a, like, a blowtorch, like, you know, like a, not your traditional lighting, like, um, 
lighter. They they didn't use a traditional lighter. They used like a a lighter that most people use, say for smoking cigar or something like that. And they took it and burned it against the back of the phone just to show you the the quality of the durability of the titanium. Incoming plane, by the way. So this audio might be trash for a second. Um, that one sound kind of chill. Hold on. My bad. I was supposed to finish this recording like a while ago. Um, yeah, that one, that's like a quieter play, a little closer to normal, but I digress. Um, but I, I, I don't see how much of this it picks up. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they will, they will burn it. They will see how the how it, how the titanium handles like excessive heat. Obviously, years later, we're still having idiots do bend gate, which might be the dumbest yet stupidest trend I've ever seen. Where it's like, hey, I'm gonna buy a phone, see if it's bendable, just to prove that it has the ability to bend. Uh, a big creator on YouTube, uh, Siobhan Sheldon, I think. I'm probably mispronouncing it, but he's done a lot of Android and iOS. Like, he's done a lot of Galaxy and iPhone uh, talks where he'll take a phone, go out with it for the whole day, and see how it handles his everyday usage and gives his thoughts about it. Um, he had the iPhone, I think he had the 15 Pro Max. He used the 15 Pro Max for like a whole day and didn't charge it. And I mean, he was able, I think by the end of the day, he might have got down to about 7 or 8%. And I don't, the only the only stipulation, the specific specification I had about it, which he, he may have said it and I might not have been paying attention, is whether he was on data all the, the whole day or if he used Wi-Fi in portions of it. Now, if he mix it up, that's fine, too. Because, I mean, a lot of times, if you go certain places, like, an iOS feature that's very underrated is you get a new phone, you will get your um, iTunes or your Apple, your Apple account, Apple ID, to swap over. I don't think your... Wi-Fi updates. You have to update that yourself. Um, but luckily, depending on if you have other Apple devices, you usually can just say, hey, well, you got this device on there. Let's connect using that. And it's usually pretty seamless in most cases. Um, but going back to his video, he did the video with the iPhone 15. He was sitting down. I guess he was doing content or just I'm talking about some stuff and he was like I know a lot of people are asking me to see if I can bend this phone and he said I'm going to be honest with y'all I'm not bending this iPhone like I didn't buy it to bend a phone like those you have other YouTubers who are doing that which goes back to the original point of that is how Apple makes money like it's do consumers make Apple money sure like consumers buy um, earbuds accessories, cases, etc. from different vendors, from different 
uh, businesses. Like if you buy Apple, if I were to buy the AirPods Pro Max from Amazon, and I know they're the official Max pair, and I purchase them, have them delivered, whatever, Amazon gets a cut, but Apple's going to get a chip, a, a chop of that too. Um, now, if you buy that directly from Apple, you know, you already know. Um, the adjustment becomes, like I said, it's the accessories, those are consumer based. But when you have folks who buy products, like they will buy an iPad, a newer iPad, M1, M2, whatever, and they'll just break it down. They're like, let me see how we can, how we can open it. Oh, it looks like it opens here, and here's what it looks like on the inside. And in many cases, the teardown is the teardown of I'm tearing it down just to see what it has inside. Other times, the teardown is oh, let me just see if I can get into it, see what it has, and then they put it all back together. Because a lot of people, a lot of companies actually do um, that level of tech repair. So the repair for them is a much more beneficial option to see like hey I bought this said device let me make sure I can fix these because that puts profit in my pocket as a business so but all that being said these next few weeks will be a little little tense a bit hectic and I didn't even didn't even get into like the stories and epics and things that I'm having to work with at work um Got me a little nervous. Um, I've been kind of on edge for the last few days with stuff that I've been working on or needed to work on. So just trying to iron all of that out and um, staying on the staying on the right and narrow path is always. But uh, yeah, we we getting through this thing, man. One 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 call or one line of code at a time. So we are ready to do this jump rope and do some exercises and then I'm getting ready to hit this hit this hump in the road of work and we're gonna go from there. But until next time I will catch y'all and y'all take it easy.